thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I am, as always, your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. I have with us our entire party tonight in the fantastic reinforcements required move that you may have requ- re- recollected our uh, core party members were desperately needing at the end of last session. So, <clears throat> uh, Boomer the Artificer and Slate the Cleric have been brought up to date as to the current situation of their party and the fact that everything is covered in snake. Before I get into deductions, I want to give a quick shout-out to crystalwick.com or .net. Uh, They have all of your soy-based candle needs. If you also, in addition to needing high-quality candles at a really solid price, also very pretty, very good quality metal dice for playing Dungeons & Dragons are in the bottom. One die is in the bottom of every single candle you purchase. Critical Wick, check them out. They're fantastic. They're coming out with new scents all the time. So, uh... We have our artificer joining us. Hey, y'all! It's Dylan playing Boomer. Our cleric. This is Slate or Scott playing Slate. Well, yeah, I mean, it's really just you know who is ever at the wheel at the time, isn't it? It is. Our fighter. Hello, it's Jeff playing Garen. Our bard. Hi, this is Austin playing L. And our warlock. Hey, this is Jesse playing Valandis. So. <clears throat> to catch um, the cleric and the artificer up to the surprise round and rolling for initiatives, by the way, for everyone other than the two uh, party members I just mentioned, I, I have the initiative order still from last week, and we're going to keep with that one. So while I'm rolling whether or not these snakes hit you two guys, can you roll for me an initiative? Thank you. Yep. Uh, that'd be a 16 for Boomer. Aha. Slate also received a 16. And I assume uh, Boomer has a higher, higher dexterity score? Plus two to my dex. Haha, <laughs> plus zero. Superior dex. Got him. Remember, guys, when I'm asking for your dex score, I'm not looking for the modifier, just the raw number. Oh, 15. You're good. Uh, the answer to your question is not 15. It, yeah, is, it is 10. Cool. <laughs> uh... So, um, Boomer does a 16 and a 9. I assume one of those might hit. The 16 matches, meets, and the 9 misses. All right, well, defense wins in ties in my book. Cool. That's how I've always tried to play it. Um, And then for Slate, I have a 21 and a 14 to hit. Well, the 21 hits. Okay. So that snake is going to chomp into your softer bits for three points of damage. Make a constitution saving throw. Roger. 19. All right. So you take zero poison damage. Good job. Go me. Okay. So. From there. We are going to make you guys both take a dexterity saving throw from Edvard's Black Tentacles that was cast upon the party, and you two are amongst that party. So give me dex saves. Ooh, 19. Oh, man. Cleric uh, That would be a 7. All right, so you're going to take 3d6 bl- uh, bludgeoning damage, which, wow, okay. Again, classic Kenny DM can't roll damage. Uh, seven points of bludgeoning damage and are restrained. Gotcha. 
which as a little like tooltip reminder, restrained puts uh, your speed at zero. You cannot receive any bonuses to your speed. Uh, you have, what is it? Attacks against you have advantage. Attacks made by you have disadvantage, and you have disadvantage on deck saving throws from here on out while you're restrained. Gotcha. All right, so um, I believe top of the initiative order is L. Hey, it's me. I was muted. Sorry. Um, good news. In the three days since we last played, I decided what my action is going to be. Oh, well, good call. Yeah, it was a close thing. Uh, I'm going to cast Haste mm-hmm. on Gaharan. All right. Gaharan, you've been hasted. You want to let him know what Haste does? Sure. Uh, that does mean that my protection against evil it drops because they're both concentration spells. Okay. Um, I'm sure that won't matter at all. Uh, haste says uh, the target's speed is doubled. It gains a plus two bonus to AC. It has advantage on dexterity saving throws, and it gains an additional action on each of its turns. You can use the action to attack with one weapon attack only, uh, dash, disengage, disengage, hide, or use an use a object action. Okay. Okay, I think I've got all that. Cool. Yeah. Alright, so... And is... Uh, do you know if I can also roll to try and get out of a grapple? Um, or is that be- my whole I thing? I believe taking a check like that is a action. So okay. if haste is a bonus or faster... Then you can, uh-huh. but I figured it's probably not. No. Okay. Um, just because he's still got his mouth open, he is going to uh, use a bardic inspiration on Gaharan, though. Okay, Garen, uh, is and that's a D8 now, isn't it? No. What? I don't think so. I can look it up. Yeah, just check. Yeah, I think I it's still a D6. Okay. There are so many eggs in the Garen basket right now. Well, there's a lot of snakes that are going to try and steal your eggs. Oh, it is a D8. Yeah. Hey, a D8 for two levels. Yeah, man. Get on it. All right. So after your initiative, because I assume since you have a speed of zero and are still restrained, are not moving. Yes, that's a fact. All right. Valandes, you're up. Word. Okay. So... As far as marching orders go, we haven't really talked about that. How close? How close is Gaharan and well, I guess how close is the rest of the party to me? Um. Well, assuming you guys were in a kind of mob, moving either single or two file. Mm-hmm. Um. I I think it's fair to to say that each of the party members are within ten feet of the furthest party member. Okay. All right, so we are kind of bunched up. Well, that kind of... Yeah. I don't know if I want to do that thing that I wanted to do then, because it might hurt everybody. Um, okay, how close is uh, Snake Lady? She is... I think we said you guys stopped walking forward at, at 60 feet, or... Yeah, 60 feet? 60 feet. Okay. Hmm... All right, well, I'm going to bonus action hex her. Okay. And... All right, so I took Relentless Hex at 7th level. 
it lets me teleport up to 30 feet. It does. But a space you can see within five feet of the target cursed. So that would give it a 30-foot range, but only if the person I hexed is within 30 feet. I'm sorry, you lost me somewhere in all that. What? All right, so the the verbiage is... This is in Xanthars, you magic, right? Yeah, it's in Xanthars. You can teleport up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space you can see within five feet of the target cursed by your hex belt. So they have to be within 30 feet of me for me to even do the teleport. That's what I'm reading it as. Uh, yeah, that's that's correct. Okay. Bomber. Yeah. Okay. And if I do this thundersteppy thing, everybody within 10 feet of me is going to take 4d10 damage. Please move. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like yeah I'm would, not going to do that. That would probably, probably kill everybody. Foul even your most... Well, okay, so here's here's something that I want to put out there. What level is Thunderstep or what Thunder whatever it is? It's a third level, so, but I would be casting it at a fourth level. Right, so this is something that is a little bit not in the rules. Um, and it kind of only benefits the players, so I'm not super keen on it. But is there, would there be any protest within the group to... Uh, me allowing people to cast spells at a lower level. I don't see any reason why not. No. I have no problem with it. Especially in a, in a relatively clear-cut situation like this thunderclap. Yeah, I was, I was about to do the same thing on my turn. I was going to use thunder wave. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Well, even if I, I cast it at a third level, which is the lowest level for it, that's still 3d10 thunder damage for everybody around me. Right. All right. Hmm. Well, Whoever I can take it, boss. Nah, man. <laughs> you guys are putting way too much faith in the healer. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to bonk everybody out like eight, this early just to get me and Geheran up close. Um, okay. So I'm still restrained, right? Uh, at this time, yeah. Okay. Can I make my roll? Do I make that at the end of my turn or the beginning? Um, make what roll? To break the restraint? Uh, to break the restraint, or is that an action? It's an action, so you can do it in whatever okay. order you want. All right. Well, I will try to get out of that. Okay. That's strength, right? Strength or dexterity, you get to pick. And you okay. might not want to do dexterity because since you're restrained, you have disadvantage on... Dexterity saving throws right now. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Well, that's a 18 for strength. Hey, you got out of the restraint. Woo! Okay, cool. Um, and then I'm going to use my movement to get as close to this lady um, as possible. Be, uh, before you do that, you are completely surrounded by snakes. They can take up tax of opportunity on you. And you're a bard. And, you're right. And a player. So, but he knows his character would know that he wouldn't just walk over a bunch of snakes, right? And he, and he uh, as a player, fair. is already completely aware that he's completely surrounded by snakes. Is he okay? Are uh, you about to be true. like, oh, since you did that, you get attacked six times, or are you going to give him a choice? Well, it seems like that opportunity for me to say so has already been already been stripped from me. So, 
Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna stay put. <laughs> uh, um, and that that'll be the, my turn. I can't do anything else. Uh, actually, you know, no, I can't do that either. I use my bonus action. Yeah, I'm done. All right. So that would make it Gaharan's initiative. Woohoo! All right. So I. I, with the freedom of movement, am able to slither out of the snakes, correct? So, the way that works is you've been grappled by th three separate sources. Mm -hmm. You can use five feet of movement to break each of those grapples. So you can use 15 feet of movement to break from each of those grapples at no check. Can I roll to look really heroic while doing it? Um, I mean, you are still restrained. It was a natural 20. All right. <laughs> how about you break oh. that restraint first before we go about how amazingly awesome you slough these snakes off of you alright is that a strength roll it would be a strength or a deck save it, it, it's going to be strength I know not to like totally rules lawyer but I think he can shrug that too I don't think so because restrained is a condition and I believe unless uh, I'll check Does a, movement no? because the way I believe that is written is grapples can be broken super easy. Well, I just uh, rolled a 19 for the strength check if it isn't. Well, that's going to break you out for sure. Although I understand we do need to check now because a question has been raised. It is. Uh, I got it right here if you want me to throw it at you. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at it. Okay. Oh, yeah. yep. Can't be restrained. So, yeah, you weren't strained, restrained to begin with. All right. All right. So, yeah, you just, like, uh, you, like, just push the snakes off your arms and leg, <laughs> and you have 15 less feet of movement. All right. But I get an extra, I, I double my base movement because of the thing right the haste yeah so okay. whatever double minus 15 so I've got 45 feet of movement left then right and you can take the dash action as a bonus action so I could reach her this turn yeah quite quite easily I mean you use your bonus action to do it I believe but yeah Um. then can I just be a hero then and have Garen just charge straight at her and try and just swing for the fences I mean yeah, I don't see why not. Because I would like to do that. Cool. You're going to get attacked a couple times by the constrictors that were recently binding you, though. Oh. <laughs> is it is it just those, like... Yeah, it's uh, just those three. Those are the only three that are in reach of you. Well, in that case, can I try and bop the snakes that are on top of me first before charging in? Okay, yeah. So if you want to attack those three constrictors, you can do that. Woohoo! Does a 16 hit a snick? Yes. Uh, wonderful. Um, can I make that attack a sweeping attack to try and whack a second snake? Can you tell me that it's a sweeping attack after you've been told it hits? It, ju it just says when you hit a creature, expend a die. Then this is the exact time to do that. Hey, thanks. Forgive my relative rust of all things mechanical. 
cool. Let's see here. <laughs> Thank God for Polar Master. Or, uh, rather. Not Polar Master, the other one. Great weapon fighting. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, that's much better than a one. Let's see, eight. So you sweep, you do regular weapon damage to the first target, and then you just roll your superiority die as damage to the second one, right? Correct. So what you got? And my superiority die is a D8 now. Except I lost my D8 die, it looks like. Somebody's been sitting at my desk. Anyone have a... D8 they can roll for me because mine is actually not sitting where I left it. I got you. Thank you. Sorry oh, about that. Max damage roll because of course I can roll max damage when I'm hitting my own fucking creatures. Thanks, DM. Alright, so All right. yeah. You do how much damage to the primary target? Uh, that is a 14 daddy. Okay. Yeah, you, you cleave through both of your targets and cut the two large constrictors completely in half. Alright. Like and I get to make yeah, and I get to make a second attack. Correct. So I'm going to try and bop that third snake. Yep. Come on, heroics. <laughs> does a 15 hit a snake? Yes, it does. Oh, thank Christ. More heroics. Thank you, great weapon master. <laughs> um... That is another um, 13 damage on a snake. Yep. So in a flurry of not being able to be held back from what he wants to do, uh, Gaharin just, like, sloughs sh off the three snakes like they're, uh, like, what would, how would, how was it put? Um, like any Dragon Ball character, like, sloughing off weighted weights off their arms. Like, it's really go time now. And then you immediately, like, one, two, three, chop at the ground uh, and sever all three constrictor snakes in half. They fall limp and dead. All right. And then I can still use my movement now, right, to just book it straight at this lady? You can, and I believe nothing you did up to this point uses your bonus action either, so you could still get to melee range of her. All right, because I will do that then. Okay. I'll be in, in my my melee range with the uh, halberd. That's as far as I'll go. All right. Well, that's unfortunate because that's still within 15 feet, uh, and you trigger effectively what is a trap. That's fine. Um, it's not, but... No, it's, it's really not. Uh, so you break away from the tall grass, right, which is like mm -hmm. maybe 20 feet from her. So you're into like matted down and rooted earth because you're getting into the tree line. Mm -hmm. And as you do in your carelessness, what's your passive perception? Uh, that's a whopping 12. Yeah. In your carelessness, you break through the tall grass. And as you like raise your weapon to menace the woman, uh, you're 15 feet away from her and you see something da dart and lash at you from the shadows of the flickering brazier light. Oh, yo, 23 to hit. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that's a hit. You take... Stop. 
four piercing damage. Oh. Give me a char- a constitution saving throw. Sorry, a, char- a charisma saving throw. Thank you. Charisma is a dump stat. <sighs> Tell me a 17. Yes. Ye. Yeah. Um, the mind-numbing venom, venom that sinks into your leg from a cobra-like serpent uh, is so powerful that it kills the snake in the process to deliver the, the bite to you. And you feel the warm, hot venom surge up through your body and like almost embrace your mind. And you feel it starting to tur- tell you to turn around. Kill the invaders. But you fight the urge to lose control. And you stay on target. <laughs> stay Chuck on target. Norris the snake? <laughs> huh? Said I just went Chuck Norris on a snake? Basically, I mean, it was going to try and convince you to go and kill your friends. That's fine. I'm really happy it didn't. I'm, I'm not. I would have liked it if you tried to kill your friends. I have enough problems. It, Say, like, let our campaign end because Garen gets mind controlled. <laughs> that is a constant <laughs> threat for any D&D party. Oh shit, the fighter got mind controlled. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so <clears throat> that's your initiative. It is Boomer's initiative. Cool. I'm gonna. How many people are in front of me? Let's say two like, people. Let's... Like two of my two of my friends. Yeah, two of your allies. Are you trying to find out targets? Yeah, I was trying to find out targets. Well, let's say the two of them have three snakes each toward them. So eight, tar- eight, in, eight in total. Two allies. One of those allies is, I guess, the third ally is Gaharan, but he's, you know. 60 feet ahead of you. Yep. Uh, so, like, a 15-foot cone ahead of me? Yeah. Yeah, you could... You How could, many targets would that be? Um, you I could, could hit all of them? You could angle that to hit six snakes and only one ally. Uh, okay. I think that's what I'm going to do. All right. I'm going to random roll since we don't have a map. And uh, Winters is evens. L is odds. Okay. All right, you hit. <laughs> That's dirty as fuck, but you're right. I, hit, I, I rolled a two, so um, go ahead. And oh. You're hitting winters Yay. and six uh, cool. vipers. Cool. So uh, thematically, I'm going to take out uh, my flask of uh, of uh, gear crank. Yep. I'm going to oh, sip no. it, and then I'm going to spit it out, and I'm going to cast uh, it like between my hands, and I'm going to cast burning hands. Okay. So I need a dexterity saving throw, and it needs to be to 16. Yeah. All right. Winters? Yeah. Uh, so dex... Uh... Oh, that's a 17. Nice. And it's not a disadvantage because you're no longer restrained. You yeah. Uh, the vipers all failed, so go ahead and roll damage, cool. even though we all Three. know that a bunch of vipers are not going to survive this. I'm still taking half damage on this, aren't I? Correct. Mm-hmm. Probably still better than letting it's... these vipers have another turn. It's 12. Yeah. Okay, so okay. you take 6. Actually, six. don't you have resistance to fire because you're a tiefling, or is that not a thing anymore? 
I'm not a tiefling. I'm a drow. Damn it! Right. My bad. Um, and also the fire ignites any flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. Okay, so you guys have a sizable amount of this tall grass field lit aflame. I'm like, hey, hell yeah, you all see that? That's pretty good. I learned that in a book. Oh, I, know. I knew you were sick when you it's got, got the girl. pretty all right. <laughs> all right sorry that- I cheered for you to get hit. And then you got hit. I'm sorry about that. Is that the rest of your turn, Boomer? Uh, is do I need to make a save to get un ungrappled, or is that, that an be, action? That would that would be a regular action. So you've already done that. Uh, let me see if I have any bonus actions. Uh, bonus action. I'm gonna load uh, my thunder cannon with a thunder monger round. Gotcha. And that's my round. All right, Slate, you're up. Uh, how's everybody looking? Um. Most people are in a notable state of probably hurt, uh, with so, Boomer being less so and you being less so. Uh, yeah. Everybody but Geheran's within 30 feet of me, right? Correct. Sorry, Geheran. You don't get no, the love. It's fine. I'll just breathe really deeply for a minute. Cool. Uh, <laughs> the cleric is going to do his job and cast Prayer of Healing, so I'm going to choose every allied creature within 30 feet of me and roll uh, 3d8 and heal them for that much plus 5. I'm gonna want to be wrong here for your guys' benefit, but I'm pretty sure that Prayer of Healing has quite the sizable cast time on it. Yeah, I think it's a ritual. It says instant on my thing. Level 2 evocation, Prayer of Healing. Oh no, it does say 10 minutes. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's a ritual spell. Mm-hmm. What's the I I N S T then? Probably the time. It's probably duration. That's the duration. Oh, that's the duration. Cool. Well, that's fine. We can play that game. Uh, mass healing word. No, that's one hour. Or no, that's bonus action. Just kidding. Yeah, mass healing word. Let's do that. Oh man. Um, let's see. As you call out the words, restore a creature range equal to 1d4 plus your spellcasting modifier. No effect on undead. A higher level is when you cast it. In the spell slot of the fourth level, healing increases by 1d4. So yeah, you could reach everyone with that. Yeah. It's not that substantial, though. Well, yeah. It's a bonus action healing spell that hits multiple targets. What are you looking for here? A win con. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. I don't uh, think anything is good right now. Yeah, but let me see. Who looks the worst? Um, probably me. I would say, yeah, probably the guy that just got singed after being filled with uh, viper venom. Yeah. And also I'm slapped around by yucky tentacles. It's been a bad day. Um, actually, I got a better idea. Oh, no. What's... I beg to differ. How do we... <laughs> How do we feel about Beacon of Hope? Let's do that. Uh, yeah, so time is one action, uh, 30 feet, uh, one minute concentration. This spell bestows hope and vitality. Choose any number of creatures within range. For the duration, each target has advantage on wisdom saving throws and death saving throws and regains the maximum number of hit points possible from any healing spell you cast. From any healing whatsoever. Oh yeah, sorry, any healing. Okay, so you can touch... 
everyone with that except for Gaharan. Yeah, oh, I need it. Well, don't run off and be a hero. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do Beacon of Hope, and then as a bonus action for funsies, we're just going to cast uh, whatever I said I was gonna cast. What was it called? Bonus uh, healing word mass. Yeah, mass healing word. Yeah. So that just means that rather than roll some dice, everybody's going to get uh, D four plus your casting stat. Yeah, my it says my spell casting modifier, right? Right. Which is plus seven. What? Uh, so, so hold on. Uh, spell attack bonus. Sorry. I was like, "Are you trying to Take fucking it. tell me that your <laughs> wisdom is twenty four? Yeah, that's what I'm telling you, DM. Well, that's bullshit. Uh, your you, fucking wisdom isn't that high. <laughs> well, you you got me. Yeah. Um, it's plus four. Uh, hey, so okay, so, everyone gains eight hit points except for Gaharan. Uh, actually. Oh. They're going to gain more than eight hit points. I am a life domain cleric, oh, so they shit. will gain. They will gain two plus the spell's level. It is a level three spell, so everybody gains eight plus five. Nice. So, so everyone gains thirteen except for Garen. Oh, that's a lot of healing for fucking fifth edition in one turn. That's boys. a whole bunch, and that puts yeah. me in a much better spot. Yep. Drink up. Drink now that. Up. Now we will say that that was two third level spells. <laughs> oh yeah, no. In one turn. So that wasn't I'm free. Aware. No, that wasn't free, and uh, I only have so many third level spell slots. But everybody's healed, and now everybody gets advantage on wisdom and, and death saving throws for how long? Uh, one minute. Oh, that's not nothing. Yeah, it's ten rounds. So yeah, that's uh, the average encounter is definitely under ten rounds. That is my bonus action. That is my action. The cleric will pass the turn. Are you going to move? Okay. All right. So... Uh, no. <laughs> All right. So the witch, the lady of the coil, as she's referred to herself up to this point, is going to actually stand up out of her throne, drop her little like stone bowl that she was drinking from, and just casually walk up to Gaharan. Uh, Gaharan, you realize that she is beautiful. I mean, you're not, like, entranced by her or anything because you're, like, fighting to the death right now, so, like, that kind of thing isn't really on your radar. But you're still like, wow, if she wasn't a snake person who was actively trying to kill me, I would definitely be like, that's a, that's a, that's a very pretty lady right there. She's got a bootylicious donka truck. She's She's got... All of the bionicles from the original set, dude. Oh my God. She easy oh, on the uh, shit. Guys, one hundred and fifty-one shiny Pokemon. I need five minutes. I'll be back. <laughs> um, that being said, uh, she blinks her eyes very dedicatedly, and when she opens her eyes a second time, they are deep, silvery gray pools. Uh, oh, that's probably not as good. And her hair comes to life with as small serpents. Oh, you need to make a. Deck, uh, constitution saving throw. Hey, um, I'm looking to use counter spell if I'm able to. So if she's casting a spell, let me know. Okay, this is not a spell. I figured it wouldn't be. Just... <laughs> yes, queen. Uh, Nineteen. Okay, so let's see what happens when you pass. All right. 
never mind. Nothing happens. Wait. Oh, damn. It is only 30 feet. Never mind. Um, so, yeah, you see that some sort of magic juts from her, like, sort of rays from her eyes upon you. Um, and you feel yourself begin to grow stiff, but you're able to uh, shrug off this feeling and break the the spell or feeling of magic that was beginning to bind you to a single location. And realizing that this has failed upon you, she immediately lunges towards you. You get an attack of opportunity because she's moving through your threat range. That is a natural 20. Alright, so oh. what's max damage? Uh, that would be a solid 14. Okay, so she takes 14 damage. Not ignorable. But she is still going to multi-attack the shit out of you. Less entertaining. Yep, so... Her snake hair attacks you. Twice. Let's suppose that attack of opportunity... Nah, never mind. What about it? I was going to ask if I could use one of my techniques on that attack of opportunity, but... I don't I think... think so. Like, I'm willing... I'm very cool with being wrong about that, but I don't I, think so. It didn't say anything about it in the rule book, as far as I could tell, so I didn't know, but all right, okay. forget it. We'll, we'll look at it later, because that's, yeah. that's a really cool idea. Um... Alright, so that's a 25 and then a 16 to hit. I assume only one of those meets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, so she's hitting you with one bit of snake hair, and then she's going to give you a couple stabs from this dagger she's been hiding in the, the folds of her robes. Please. Hey! That's a 26 and a 24. Those are both hits. Yes, they are. Bye, Karen. Ah, it's not going to be that bad, probably. The snake hair actually does more, well, has a higher die, at least. Advantage on death saving throws, don't forget. So you're going to take uh, six piercing, or sorry, yeah, five piercing and two slashing damage. Sorry, that's, no, it's all piercing, because it's, never mind, sorry, I'm so sorry. Seven piercing damage. Um... And then you need to give me a. Oh. Oh. Well, this is gonna suck. There's no check on this poison damage. Hey, you take fourteen poison damage. Man. Who? All right. So that Okey is dokey. her uh, initiative. And um, she ends her turn within five feet of you, and it goes to the snakes. If I recall correctly, there are still three vipers alive. Because the six vipers on two that were to two people were killed, and the three constrictors were killed. So each of the three of you that's still in the Edvard's black tentacles is going to um, bite at you. And that's Slate, uh, Valandes, and... Oh, yeah, it's Slate, Valandes, and Polluvial. Bring it on. Yep. Uh-huh. Well, I, I, broke, I broke free, but I'm still standing there, so well, I'm still going to get hit, yeah, right? you're still in the area because okay. that's where they are. 
But there's only yep. three Vipers left, so, you know, that's nice. Um, that's good. Okay, so this worked out pretty nicely. Amusingly, actually. Um, the seven is going to go at Boomer. The 15 is going to go for L. And the 21 is going to go for uh, Slate. Boo! That hits. That is exactly my armor class, which is a hit. Which is not a hit. It is. Defense wins ties. I I feel like we would like to... I think we've been through this before and had the same disagreement. Okay. I, I would like you to be right so that I don't get hit, but I'm pretty sure that you just have to meet somebody's armor class. All right, well. I personally uh, agree with the DM on it, but... Sure. Well, uh, Slate, you take six points of damage, and Paluvio, you'll take six points of damage, and you need to both give me constitution saves. The answer is... 18. All right. 19. All right. No extra poison damage for either of you. Fuck you both. Yeah. Oh, and Valandis. Well, no, I ran out of snakes. Never mind. Um, yeah, I'm not surrounded by snakes anymore because uh, Boomer did his burning hands and I was standing in the middle well, of it. I know, but there was amongst the group around you, there were still three Vipers left, and I was throwing them at oh, people, okay. and I chose to attack Boomer instead of you, which is fine. I appreciate that. Well, I mean, you may have noticed how I said that. I said that like, oh, man, I ran out of snakes, so I fully intended to attack you. That's true. But, I still appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Um, and you guys are all still in the tentacles, except for Gaharan? Yeah. Yeah. All right, who's still restrained? L. Uh, Boomer's still restrained as well. All right. Who forgot their safe word? You guys are each take five points of bludgeoning damage as the tentacles lash and tear at you. Cool. And that's... Me. Oh, I forgot about my lair action. Haha. <laughs> hmm. So the woman of the coils is going to take a lair action, and that lair action is going to be to summon more snakes. Um, you guys don't know where they are, and you ha- you cannot actively see them. So just <clears throat> just know that there's, you know, unfortunately you know that there's snakes around. So some sneaky snakes. So it is reset. Pluvial, you're up. Um, this clump of people are that is the players. Right. We're in about a um. How how big is our group? Would you say like wide? How big is our circle? Um. Well, like I said, you guys are probably no no two of you are more than ten feet apart. So. Cool. I need to look up the except for a very poisoned fighter. Right. Yeah. Uh, looking up the description of a spell. Sure. Sorry. Hmm. Really not do that. Okay. Sorry, I'm being that person who can't figure out their ability even though they had like 10 minutes to pick up action. Yep. 
I'd say there's always one, but in reality, it's always everybody, so that's fine. Sure. I'd really like to help Geheran out, but there's just not a lot I can do. Well, you already gave him a Bardic Inspiration. I've, I've given him quite a bit, but he's all off on his lonesome. I'm doing my best with it. You are. You sure is. By the way, what does Bardic Inspiration do? On your next... Oh, well, not on your next, but on any um, skill check or attack roll, you can opt to use the die in addition to your d20 which is a D8. So you could roll a D8 plus a D20 on any attack roll or skill save or skill oh. check. There, I think there's one other thing. Um, Here, I'll look it up. You're still figuring out your initiative. So how would that work with something like, uh, say, just as a, for instance, commander strike, where I forego my attack and make someone else use their strike? Well, that's still your attack action, so yeah. Okay, cool. I know what I might do. That'd be pretty cute and funny. Okay, yeah. One ability check, attack roll, or saving throw that you make. Okay. So you can't use it for commander strike because you're not actually making the attack roll. Alright, cool. Be nice if I could apply it to my second wind. Uh, L's gonna hail Mary, and um, go ahead and cast sleep on the Lady of the Coils as okay. a third level spell. And what's the stipulation on that? Um, I roll At a nine d eights. Okay. And if I can exceed her current hit points, she falls asleep. Okay. I'm not. Super excited about actually being able to do that. <laughs> do you have to be able to see your targets with that? Yeah, but she's only 60 feet away from me? Correct. Okay. And it is an AoE, so I'm I'm aiming it so it doesn't hit Gaharan. But it's just gonna So you just... don't have to see your target. You can you 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 drop it in an area. Yeah, I okay. drop it in an area. So if it hits something that I don't know about, it could put that thing to sleep. Right. So roll your uh, 98s. Yeah. And uh, after L is Valandess, so get your initiative together. Yep, I'm prepped. All right, 48 HP. Okay, so that's actually kind of a big deal. Um, it's not going to put her to sleep. Okay. But uh, eight vipers are going to fall out of nearby tree branches that were easily within striking reach of Geheran, are going to fall out of the trees huh. onto the ground, and three more vipers are going to fall from the folds of the Lady of the Coils' robes. Aha! 
I'm starting to feel like charging off alone was a bad idea. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, and since L can't use his movement to try and break out of tentacles, he's just going to... Uh, this is his life now. Right. This is fine. Everything is fine. Yeah. Uh, everything is fine. Balanesh, <laughs> you're so up. Slappy. All right. Um, the only question I have is, A, how far away is this lady from me? And we decided on, like, 60 feet? Yes. Okay. And, B, where's this big, uh, the big snake that attacked Geharan? They're all three of those large constrictor snakes are dead. They're all dead. Okay, he, cool. He systematically so just... severed all of those sausages. That's super awesome. I thought he was just killing small snakes. He'd kill the big snakes. I got it. No, okay. He, he had a hero moment. So it's gonna I think it's time to, to regroup a little bit here and you know help out Geharan. So um I am going to run my movement speed towards um Geharan and the lady. Okay. And after I get to the end of that, I'm going to use my Relentless Hex to teleport 30 feet as a bonus action right next to the Snake Lady and Geharan. Okay. And then as an action, I'm going to grab Geharan and Thunderstep back to where I was. Before you... Which is 90. Okay. Like when I started moving in the first place. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that you could Thunderstep that far. 90 feet. Yep. <laughs> All right. So... There's going to be a couple of things that happen to you throughout that battle plan. Okay. The first thing is, as you're running forward, before mm. you reach your hex teleport reach, um, a large constrictor snake that has been laying in wait and waited for uh. Geharan to pass strikes you. Yep. Um, but he misses horribly, because I assume a seven doesn't get there. No. So, yeah, you you see him lash in front of you, and you just sort of, like, step above him and, like, keep your dad going, well, that could have been really bad. <laughs> uh, so you get to the reach that you know you can hex teleport. Um, roll a d20 with no modifiers. That's a nine. Okay, so you poof into, like, a sulfurous black cloud for a second. Uh and are aiming to appear right next to the Lady of the Coil. Um, mm -hmm. What happens for you and only you is you f blink out of the dimension of the material plane for a brief moment. Oh. You see yourself in a short hallway, almost like a black tube. Like you can see the walls. They're slick and oily. And there's a lightly cobbled pathway between you and the end of the black hallway. That ends, like I said, maybe 15 feet away, is a simple wooden door. Okay. So that I'm just stuck here right now. I don't flash out of that. Well, what do you do? Uh, I'm going to look around and then walk up to the door. Uh, as and... you look around... You look behind you, there is a giant worm-like monster chasing behind you, gnashing its corridor-wide maw in your direction. Well, then I'm going to run to the door and fling it open and dive through. All right. As you open the door, the door pulls you with your hand on the handle, and you appear again right next to the um, 
Lady of the Coil. Okay. And Gaharan, right? Yes. Okay. Do you look at her? Ooh. Uh, no, the whole point was to just grab Gaharan in a flash and thunderstep out, so I'm not paying her any attention. Okay. So, you, like, try and grab him, then? I just, yeah, I'm gonna poof in and then throw a hand on Gaharan and then try to thunderstep out immediately. Alright, well, she's gonna take a reaction. Yeah. And she's going to lay a hand on you. That's bad. Uh... What's your AC? Uh, 17. Okay. So she doesn't do any damage to you. Mm. But as you go to cast this teleport, you notice that her arm is wrapped around yours. And you bring her Ooh. with you. You bring her with you. Okay. So, when you thunderclap, uh, you do you how much do you do how much damage to everything in that area? I do 40-10, and since she's hexed, if she's going to take any of that damage, she'll also take uh, a 1d6. So, uh, I'm curious as to, does does the damage happen when you leave, or when you exit? Like, is it, does it happen as you teleport away, or does it happen after you've left? Immediately after you disappear, so it's right as as you disappear, whatever's left there takes the damage. Right, that's what I figured it was. So all of them, mm-hmm. just go ahead and roll your damage. Uh, I'm going to tell you okay. honest, all of the snakes in that area immediately eat shit. Yep, that makes sense. <laughs> so you just murdered like Ooh. 11 snakes. Sweet. 28, uh, 28 thunder damage. All right, yeah, every single snake in that area is not going to survive, even if they take half, which they probably fail to save anyway because they're asleep. It's a constitution save, and yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah okay, yeah, they're dead. Uh, so you're back in a different hallway Uh, Gaharan you're with him this time and so was the lady of the coil okay so she uh, is still wrapped around one of your arms and you're like you know attached to Gaharan however you've decided Um, Mm -hmm. do you look back Uh, yeah because he's incredibly confused about what the hell just happened Arn, I'm you... gonna look. All right, hold on. I'm gonna look back okay. again too. So I'm gonna handle this as they were said. Arn, you immediately look back over him. You know, in this inky black corridor with the lightly cobbled, you know, pathway, and you see the same large corridor-wide fat worm monster with a maw the size of the hallway chasing after you on a limbless amount of small human-like limbs. Oh, I don't suppose I have time to make an action, do I? You have a time to get reactioned by the Lady of the Coils because you meet her eyes. Make a con save. God damn it. That's a nat 20. All right, you don't get the effects of that again. You feel your joints begin to clench up as you meet her eyes and you shake and look away. Um... With uh, Valandez, you also she makes you meet her eyes. Mm, so you you okay. look at the worm chaos behind you, and you're like, I don't like this at all. But then she like pushes her face in front of you. Make a con save. Okay. Oh, lost it. All right. Well, 
That is a nine, but I am going to use my Dark One's own luck, which lets me roll an additional D10 on an ability check or saving throw if I think it's shitty, which I think it is. And that will bump it to a 19. Okay. Not so bad. you don't get petrified and killed, so that's good. That Yeah, that's kind of important. But as you <laughs> lose even a brief second to get lost in her eyes and then... You almost feel Mezzle Tot's hand grab you by the chin and turn your fucking head around. And you can hear him yell in your head, Wake up, idiot! Uh, you rip oh. your head away. But not until you feel the warm crunch of the maw of the beast devour the lady of the coil and your forearm. Oh. Okay. So um, I'm talking like halfway up your forearm. Yeah, left or right. Um, I'm gonna roll a d six. Mm-hmm. If you can guess if it's even or if it's odd, and you guess correctly, I will let you pick. Otherwise, I'm going to pick. Okay. All right. Is it even or is it odd? Uh, I'm gonna go with odd. You are correct. Is one. All right. Okay. So it's my left arm. Okay. So you lose the front half of your left forearm, including the hand. Son of a bitch. Okay. Uh, this large mouthful of a, the Lady of the Coil and your forearm seems to satiate the beast for a brief time as it maddeningly chews viciously and kills the woman. You guys have enough time to run away now. Yeah, I'm going to grab Gahar and direct him towards the door that I went out All right. and push him towards it. You guys escape through the door. It pulls you out like you did before. And the Edvard's black tentacles disappear as um, Geharin and Valandess reappear in, amongst the group of you all. And Valandess is missing the front half of his left forearm. By the way, that does no damage, weirdly enough. Oh, okay. It's just gone and bleeding. Yes. No, no, it's not, uh, actually. It's like... Uh, like almost like, like uh, like your arm was made of putty and it just like took it. Like cauterized? No, 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 not cauterized. Like, like, maybe? like closed. Like it's like as if it was already healed. You just got Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, you have like yeah, a, I did. A nub. Okay. Uh, oh. I'm gonna drop to my knees and just look at my left arm and scream, "Fuck! Fuck! What?" And I'm gonna look up at everybody. I'm like, we got, we got her, but fuck. You got her, but you lost your arm. What Shit, on earth what? spell did you just? Oh, what are the what are the tentacles doing? Garen's gonna gone. start shaking his friend and ask him oh. if he's okay. Uh, as good as I can be, I think. I'm really sick of what just taking shit from me. D- dumb question, DM. Sure. Mending wouldn't fix that, would it? <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you give it a shot? Okay. Oh, see, it repairs a single breaker tear in an object. That's correct. It was a clean blow. Yep. Uh, Is it safe to assume that there's there's no more bad things around to hurt us? Yeah, you guys are off initiative. Okay. Uh, I'm going to run up an Arcana check it just real quick because I saw him blast out of a thing and I want to know if I'm able to bring it back. Bring what back? Like his arm. Oh, sure. 
so to the rest of the party, did it look? This happened in an instant, right? We didn't disappear and then time lapsed. No, yeah, it was instantaneous for everyone outside of you and Geheran and the Lady of the Coil. Non natural. That's a non natural twenty, DM. Non natural twenty. Um. So, yeah. what are you trying to understand? What are you trying to Arcana? I was unclear. Oh, um. So we saw him burst into nowhere, like basically teleport and teleport back without his arm. Yes. And it doesn't look it. We can tell that it's not bleeding. We can tell that it's not just cauterized. So it has to be some form of magic. I'm trying to see if I know any way to magically reverse it. Okay. So you're, so you're specifically trying to see the magical properties of his wound. Yes. Okay. With a nat 20, um, you can... no, it's a non. It's sorry, a non natural. Yeah, yeah, no, doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Cool. Let's go anyway. Um, so with a twenty on that, you're going to realize that whatever removed this is something so powerful that its wounds can transcend planes of existence. It's something that oh. treats matter like clay. All right then. Well. Uh, hey, bud, I got some bad news for you. It seems like some sort of otherworldly being just took your arm, and yeah. it plays live matter like uh, I played with Play-Doh. Uh, uh, so... yeah. What's, what's Play-Doh? Uh, Play-Doh was this thing that we had in Gnomeville when we were younger. My mom used to make it out of like all kinds of different stuff. We called it Play-Doh. I don't know. It must not have gotten out of that far. Outside of you know Gnomeville, uh-huh. mm. it, uh huh. Right. It it's like clay. Uh, used it like clay, not Play-Doh. <laughs> Clay's good. Uh, yeah, it seemed like it. It was a gigantic worm. Uh, and 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 it just took the arm. Uh, does it does it hurt? I'm gonna poke no. out. No, no, it feels fine for not having an arm. Uh, so there's nothing we could do. You guys can't bring it back. Well, uh, this would probably resonate with the cleric. I'm asking. Yeah, I'm pleading with the party. It resonates nothing with the cleric. I I try mend. Nothing happens. You yeah. You, you know what? Uh, you you fix the like the clothing and the bracer, like the sleeve finishes to where its wrist was. Cool. Only sort of exemplifies the fact that his arm is not full length anymore. Can I try? I hold up my nub and the sleeve droops, and I say, "Well, thanks." Uh, I guess that won't work. One second. Uh, Quick question, DM. Sure. Are there such things as magical prosthetics in in this world? An artificer with one level of wizard better figure something out. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm wondering if I can make a magical prosthetic for him. You know what you could do? And, you could make for him the level of prosthetics that were available in like the Renaissance time. So like simple apparatuses with springs and such, sure. But like a fully functional articulating hand with fingers, go fuck yourself. So get oh, a, no, a metal like, grabber. Get a little no, grabber. What I'm wondering was if I can make like a cool arm with just a sword attached to it. Yeah, like, can you make an iron cap with a sword? Yeah, sure. Why not? That's fine. Pretty cool, too. 
Uh, or maybe like I could a twist off so he could have like a little claw to grip things with. Mm-hmm. As long as you give him one that's just like a, a a finger for chin stroking, like if he needs to pontificate. He can do it with the whole claw. I mean, you guys aren't uh, helping. I think. Hey man, I did. I've got what I've got, bruh. Like I, I can make you. And I don't got what I don't got. So I. I mean, yeah. call your demon buddy. Maybe he can help you. I don't know. It, it doesn't work like... It might work like... We'll try it. So fuck it. We'll see what happens. But until then, I will make start working on like an arm thing so you can defend yourself, I guess. Well, I appreciate but that. Do you want it in like... What kind of finish do you want it in? Oiled or blackened? Actually, never mind. Don't answer that. It's blackened. All right, I'm gonna yeah. go finish. Start on this stuff. DM. Yes, sir. Can I make? You said it resonates with the cleric. After a uh, boomer's description, can I make a history check to see if I know what creature did that? What creature did that? Yeah, or nature check, I guess. Uh, it's not natural, so I don't know. Right. So the reason why I said that, without like trying to be explicit, is since you are a healer by trade, you'd probably be familiar with the fact that there's magic strong enough. Maybe just out of your reach, or maybe not even, but magic that exists that can restore limbs. Fair enough. It's definitely out of my reach. Right. But th- that's that's all I was saying with that. Oh, is, is okay. You'd be like, we can re- we can fix that. We're gonna have to find someone better than me. But we there's there's people that can fix that. Yeah. So I'm gonna turn to Valen and basically say that Valen, uh, in my experience, there are people who can entirely regrow limbs. We just have to find someone who is more capable than I. Then mm. who? Do you have any idea who or where we could go? History? Get that kind of healing? History check? Yeah, absolutely. Boom! I get to do a history check. Oh, I do not know. I got a 10. Uh, and where are we right now? In the what, like core of Betwitziarda on the slightly west yeah. side? Um, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you, you're sure that there's gotta be healers of note in between Yarda, but you don't know any by name, much less where they live. And like, if you were on Yalzar Majora, you'd know like 12 people easily right. that could get this job done. And it would be, a, a not a huge ask for them, but, uh, this is just a little out of your wheelhouse. You just don't know anyone, any of the local healers here. Yep. Sorry. I got nothing. Yeah. Uh, quick question. I wouldn't happen to have on me like something that I could just like shove his sword into and connect to his arm well um, enough. Like, if if you want to give me like like just throw away fifty gold worth of materials. Uh, yeah, I can do that. Then I could say over the next like couple of days, you could fashion a strapped cone to the nub so that he could, like, attach his packed weapon to. Uh, I'll let him know that. I'll say that, and I'll just go start working on it right away. Mm. Well, it's better than nothing. He practices summoning and unsummoning the packed weapon to the little cone nub. Well, he hasn't made it yet. It's going to take a couple of days. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's what I'm going to do when that happens. (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, Valen's going to go sulk in the cart. And that's about it 
for All them. Right. So, do you guys uh, do anything else here at the Grove? Oh, never mind, I'm gone. Burn it. Uh, Burn that like, shit to the ground. Is there any way that I can extract uh, venom from the snakes for medicinal purposes? You may make a medicine check. Oh, I'm good at this. 24. Really? You craft or extract enough venom for over the... If you use proper distilling methods that you're aware of, uh, you could easily produce... 200 gold worth of anti-venom from the plethora of snakes in this area. Sweet. Does that count as an alchemist thing? No, it counts as a... I'm using that as flavor thing. Like You oh, have okay. medical awareness to turn this into 200 gold worth of antitoxin. Well, hot dang. Uh, how many antitoxins is that out of curiosity? I don't know. How much does a normal purchase of antitoxin cost? I just threw that number out there. 50, 50 gold. Alright, you make four, four antitoxins. Thank you, DM. I appreciate, like, clever usage of shit like that, and it's really in character, so I'll always reward shit like that. Oh, boy. I did it. Well, that's uh, it for me, boys. After everyone gets clear of the grove, Valen's going to poke his head out of the cart and just cast a fireball at the grove. Okay. He's going to do it sad and angry. All right, so everyone's left the grove and come back to the cart? Yeah. Yep. Seems that way. All right. So, so um, as you all burn the grove, or as Valendes begrudgingly burns the grove, um, you're going to see Prance out of the north side of the grove a wounded unicorn oh you dick <laughs> wounded by fire or wounded no, by no, no, no wounded by damage. other means they, I guess L do you want to give me a perception check with your gigantic perception I would be happy to yes absolutely wait a minute unicorns uh, 21 alright you see that the unicorn has been um, surgically blinded, and oh. is, and is uh, have has its legs covered in snake bites. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's really fucked up. <laughs> and seems to sort of be, you know. More in a, like not in response to the fireball being thrown into the grove, but just in the wake of the fight leaving the grove. Yeah. Uh, can we catch up with it? Like, yeah, is it easily. possible for us to easily do? Oh man, do unicorns understand speech? Uh, they're well. All right, yeah. L, I guess, asks the party, does anyone know about unicorns? A unicorn? What kind of role would that be? Nature? Let me check the creature typing of a unicorn. I'm pretty sure it's a magical beast. Yeah. In which case, <laughs> in which case I would take either a nature or a arcana check. I know arcana. I can do one of those things. Actually... 
It's a celestial, so I need a religion or a history check. Hey, that's me. <laughs> oh, I can still do one of those things. Uh, how about a super good too? I'm sorry, what was that? A 15? On which check? Religion? So, you know that unicorns are often considered the beautiful between point of angels and fae. They, like the fae, care about nature and the material world, but are undeniably from the gods. From the up high cloud gods. They are Uh, celestial in nature. DM? Yes, sir. Would a 22 get me anything more than that? Yeah, I mean, I'm not... Good. With history. I, I apologize. I just wanted to throw, keep going. My apologies. Hey, no, you're good, buddy. Um, so, sorry, I lost track. Uh, 15 religion. Yeah, so you know that they're kind of the bridge between the Fey and the Celestials? They are considered Celestial, but they kind of are a, a messenger and in between those two uh, factions, as it were. Uh, if that's the case, then Slate is really uncomfortable uh, around it and moves away. Okay. Uh, Once he realizes that it's uh, it is highly associated with the Fey, he's not chill. Well, it, uh, I mean, obviously your takeaway should be w- what it is, but I want to make it clear that it's not that it's affiliated with the Fey. It's kind of like the the mutual friend of the Celestials and the Fae. Okay, alright. That's different. Yeah. Slate does not back away. Alright. I don't want to tell you how to feel, but I, I just want to make sure I'm getting that across correctly. So, so I was just letting you know, as one of my personality traits, I have a very heavy, irrational fear of the Fae. No, that's and totally legit. Yeah. yeah, no, but unicorns are Celestial, which you know. Um, cool. In addition to that, uh, from the history check, Boomer, you know that you've... It's a common tale told that good-hearted people with pure souls get wishes granted to them by unicorns. Uh, You know that that's fake. That's not real. That doesn't happen. Unicorns are, you know, they're they're aware, they're they're cognizant. They are known to speak a multitude of languages. Um, You know, but they're not some magical wish-granting pony, like... That would be so cool. (laughs) But they are benevolent. It would be so useful. They are benevolent creatures and are often in the interest of helping those that do right by them. Uh, and you know that they are very much in tune with the local fauna and, and flora. Uh, okay, I'll tell L that it probably does speak common. They speak a good bit of languages. But don't go expecting that to give it a wish, give you a wish, because that's not true. That's a bogus lie. Uh, also... Uh, they're benevolent. They like to help people, so maybe we should help it. I mean, it's probably poison and nonsense because, you know, got bit by a whole bunch of snakes. Oh, you probably would also, both of you know from your respective checks, that unicorns are unfortunately quite frequently and very misplacedly hunted for their horns. Also, don't stare at its horn. Uh, but yeah, we should have Fair enough. Um, L's gonna try and. How fast is it moving? Is it barely? I mean, it's. It looks like it's you know not moving very quickly. Right. Yeah. Uh, catch up with it. 
Okay, yeah, I mean, you're on Slate. Okay. Uh, Who else goes over to the unicorn? Uh, Slate reluctantly goes to help. Felon will make his way up behind him at a distance. I'll put down whatever. I'll put down whatever parts I'm doing and go and. Since I walk up with him. So it sounds like everyone's going. Do you guys want to just bring the cart or specifically going on foot? Well, we'll just take the cart. Um, so as you all begin to go towards the unicorn at about a hundred feet, it stops walking and turns its head towards you. At this point, it's clear to everyone that this unicorn has been intentionally blinded. Yeah, that's awful. He took his goddamn eyes. Um, and in sort of, uh, it, it like seems to kneel into the tall grass. Uh, and you lose, Uh, and you lose sight of it for a moment. Oh, Uh Yeah, L L calls out and says, oh, we'd like to help you. Um, what stands back up is not a unicorn, but uh-huh. in fact a lathe and almost fragile-looking female elf. High elf. Uh. <laughs> God damn it. Could you describe this female high elf? Sure. Um... You guys ever see the last unicorn? Yeah. Like that. You know, yeah. When the last yeah. eagle flies over the last crumbly mountain. Yeah. She looks exactly like that, except um, she is wearing a uh, silken navy blue bandage across her eyes. Oh. Oh, Slate's going to make what looks like a religious symbol and then say, mutter thank you under his breath and look up in the sky. Uh, you almost see a thumbs up in the clouds. Maybe you're just, maybe you're making it up, but Slate's okay with this. Um, Define finger gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the the blind high elf, and I when I say high elf, I mean she has the features of a high elf. Like she has the predominantly pointed ears. She speaks in elvish. Uh, she has the frame of a high elf woman, but she is obviously not a high elf woman her skin is pale like moonlight not uh, not fair like high elf women tend to be but but like almost white hmm. slate would like to do something sure uh i speak elvish and would like to say to the high elf lady that she's the mo- tell her that she's the most beautiful thing i've ever seen um you're still a little bit of distance away, but you 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 can tell she hears you as she sort of raises a hand to her heart and ever so gently cracks a smile. Um, but as she steps forward, you can see that she has tears streaming down her empty empty eyes. Um, she reaches out towards the general direction of the cart and her voice sounds like cream being poured. It's, it's gentle, it's desperate, uh, and needing, but it's after, after staring death in the face of a dozen serpent eyes, it is one of the most mood shifting and almost heart wrenching experiences. And you just, you hear her in Elvish say to all of you, um, and in common, 
and telepathically to those who don't understand common. Um, please, good sirs, my home has been destroyed, although long corrupted by a horrible being. I feel her life slip from this realm. She has made me unwell to travel, but I know where I could find sus sanctuary, I believe you call? There is a town to the south. I must go there, but I have not the eyes or the knowledge of the south to go. Would you find it in your hearts to aid me? We're helping her. Absolutely, Garen Slate, says. Uh, Slate like, uh, just yeah, puts just... A, a hand up in the air like he's being super heroic. We're helping her. Yeah, just put her in the cart, Fair man. Enough. You don't put her in the cart. You invite her to the cart. Well, you know, invite her. Put her in one of y'all's beds. Uh, well, not slates. Uh, she can, use, we'll she can use Elle's private chambers. That's <laughs> <laughs> a guest. <laughs> she is a guest. That's up to L. If you're so willing to give away things, you can give away yours and sleep on the floor in there. No, it would be fine. Slate gives us three clenched teeth. Slate's going to give away his private space. He says, clapping him on the back. All right, well, just just hold on. And um, Boomer's going to run down and bring the cart up to her and, you know, let her in and then take her from there. All right, so she sort of runs her hand along the cart to find the door. She's clearly completely unaware of how to navigate this contraption. Slate's going to be a gentleman and help her. Slate's, Slate's already on it. Uh, he offers to be uh, her eyes and escort her wherever she needs to go. And he's very gentlemanly about it. She, again, smiles and says, thank you very much. Your soul is kind. Uh, Slate, Slate just kind of like mumbles and blushes. You got nothing for that. Right. So you escort her into the carriage. Um, and she asks where she can lay and rest the night. She's exhausted. Uh, I'm going to offer her my space and tell her that she's welcome to stay where I sleep. I'll sleep on the, the floor. She smiles, and again, you see a single uh, silver tear run down her cheek as she makes herself as comfortable as she can in the space you sort of guide her to. I got to go pray. After after Slate gets her set up in his bunk, Valen's going to make his way to his bunk. And as they pass each other, Valen in Elvish to Slate is going to say, you make me nauseous. Slate's going to reply, I need to pray. He's just going to repeat in Elvish, I have to pray, I have to pray, I have to pray. <laughs> Valen shakes his head and just goes to bed. <laughs> Garen makes sort of a up and down motion with his hand as he looks to Val. <laughs> That's fucked Valen up. Not. So, uh, Valen, as you sort of, you know, smile and chuckle with but step into the carriage um, <laughs> the unicorn woman is laying in Slate's location but uh, as you enter and close the door you look back and see she's like risen up from her laying down and she sort of like holds her holds a hand open palm to her the middle of her chest and she seems to be staring at you even though you know she can't see uh, and she like attempts to reach out and do you speak Elvish? Yeah, you do. Um, yep. She says in Elvish, something has hurt you, you weird soul. Um, weird, right. 
we're both on the same page on that one. Um, and yeah, yes, something terrible happened. She shakes her head as she lies back down and begins to fall asleep, but you hear her uh, fadingly say, you have to separate yourself. It can only end in tragedy as she falls asleep. I think I've had enough of uh, self-separation for today, and I'm going to go to sleep. Do tish. All right. Um, yeah, I get it. I, I don't, but um, all right. So you guys collect yourself and head back to the road, or what? Uh, yeah, we're going. I guess we're going south. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you guys take the. Uh, I guess you guys just like travel through the night, or do you sleep and then travel? Sleep and then travel. Uh, get far away from the forest and then sleep and then travel. Okay. So with the morning, you guys uh, travel the half day back to the road, find it easily enough, and are back on your way southbound towards the town that you know that the dragon lays in wait for you at. Neat. Heck yeah. So, we be, how far away is the town? Sorry, uh, two days travel. Two days travel. Great, that's fine. Does anybody think we should be practicing that dance? Uh, Next time we stop, we'll practice for the dance. Do we have to practice in front of the unicorn? I know she literally can't see, but I feel like she's watching. Maybe it'll be entertaining. You know, she could use a little levity, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would... Torture. What? what? Agreed. Elle just mutters about debasing himself and how he's not money and so on and so forth. Right. You should hit on the unicorn. <laughs> yeah, Elle, hit on the unicorn. See what Sleet does. No, nah, man, that's weird. If she's in human form, I don't think it counts as, you know, beast. <laughs> uh, are, we, are we going it down still that? Counts. It still counts. <laughs> yeah, it still counts. Um, so, you all uh, travel those two days, I assume, um, completely unhaltered by anything. Occasionally you see maybe a, a lone rider, but they seem to specifically take no interest in you. Uh, since, you know, your cart's being dragged along by two mechanical spiders. Um, which Hell is yeah. weird enough in its own right, so that no one really, like, tries to stop and chat with you or anything. But they don't seem, like, aggressive or scared. Yeah. Maybe we a will little... stop and do the uh, do the ritual practice. Okay. At least once. Yeah, uh, and a quick thing while we're doing that, I also want to uh, use my other first level thing uh, to use uh, I'm going to find familiar okay. with me. Alright, yeah. what's your familiar? Uh, he's a he's a mole. Okay. Like, can, Wait, are moles like super blind or because I might pick something up? No, b- moles aren't super blind. That's a fallacy in the real world and in Yale. Dope. Uh, then yeah, it's a it's a little mole. Alright. Like yeah. Just a little cute boy. Yeah, he's a little—he's a little cute boy. 
He's my he's my wizard familiar. Sweet. All right, so uh, you guys perform the ritual. You think you're getting it down, which is good because you're running out of time to get it down. Uh, but you know, it doesn't feel good. It hurts your ego, even just in practice, as it always has. Um, you know, for each of you guys' respective dances and parts are silly, and the costumes hurt your ego just looking at them, much less wearing them. But uh, you guys think you got it down. And, you know, of course, meta-wise, presuming you nail your performance checks, you'll be able to do it perfectly upon command. Oh, God. But since you guys have repeatedly taken the time to practice this dance, uh, even when it was unpleasant and undesirable to do, I'm going to let the party take a uh, proficiency bonus to this check. Also on the road, uh, Boomer, you have finished your um, weapon holster thing. Cool. And uh, have fitted it to Valandes. Valandes, you now have a sort of receptacle that you can call your packed weapon to your right hand and, like, insert it and, like, strap it in so you can, you know, wield it in your offhand, as it were. Oh, that's tight. Uh, during this, I also want to, like, have a little one-to-one with Valen. Sure, go ahead. Uh, hey, bud, let, let, let's sit and have a talk real quick. Oh, sure. What do you have? Uh, just a quick question. This, uh, this deal you have with, uh, your, your demon buddy, mm-hmm. you, you don't, you don't want to be in that forever, do you? I don't. I, I truly don't. But unfortunately, it's where I derive most of my power. So it would I, be even more useless without I, it. I, I get that. But if we get through this, uh, you know, you saved my bacon and you've become family to me. Uh, I've well, Remember when we were back and we got those things from the Elorail people? The, the gifts? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um I kind of got a a favor coin. Uh and if we get through this, uh it's all yours. You can probably use it to get out of your your whatever deal you got with this guy and you can go about your life and stuff. You really think a favor coin will reach all the way down into hell? I mean, that's kind of where we got it. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be worth a shot. Uh, we'll have to see how the rest of the, uh, fixing the crystals goes. Um, yeah, I, I agree, but I don't want to I hamstring don't... myself at the party. No, until, I, until we I, know that's done. I agree. And after that, I don't think after saving the world and helping people like that, I don't think anybody should continue to be bound to anything. You should... You should be free. Well, that was the whole goal of doing this, is getting out of the noble houses and to try to find a way to get out of the pact. So, yeah. Well, you've, you've sacrificed yourself enough, but if, if we get out of it... And hey, even if I don't make it through, just, you know, pick it off my dead corpse. I don't care. Uh, just take just just take my gun and my sweet sweet gear crank recipe back to my mama, and we'll call her even. 
I think I could do that. And right. he'll hold out his right arm to shake Boomer's hand. Uh, and I'll shake it and then uh, throw him a couple finger guns. He will give him a single finger gun. <laughs> All right, man, let's get back on the road. Enough of this sappy crap. Yeah, yeah, right. it's getting uncomfortable. So you guys reach the edge of town, and uh, your patron is very clearly in view because there is a gargantuan fucking red dragon laying in the middle of the town square. Oh, oh, crap. That's something you see every day. That's All pretty right. cool. Hmm. Um, and looks to you all as you enter town, and you can see him smile. His ancient scales are very easy to read. Finger guns up at him? And that's where we're going to end it tonight. <laughs> oh, end it on a finger. So I hope you've enjoyed tonight's session. I have been, as always, your dungeon master and uh, host, Kenny. I have had the distinct pleasure of having our entire party with us tonight, and we will see how they appease the dragon next week. Starting with our warlock. Uh, one down, one to go. Have a good night, everybody. Our bard. Uh, it's me, Austin Plainell. Have a good night, guys. Our fighter. Hello, it's me, Jeff Aaron. Have a good night. Our artificer. Hey, y'all, it's Dylan playing Boomer. Y'all have a good night. And the unicorn smitten, actually elf smitten, actually just smitten, smiter of evil, the cleric. Uh, this is Scott playing Slate, and I gotta go pray. <laughs> All right, everybody, good night. Yay. Night, y'all. Good night. Bye.